0: Hola to all you weird, amazing Negroes and non-Negro consensuants. This is the Weird Negro Podcast, a, a podcast by us, for us. I'm your host, J-Dub.
1: I'm Cam Lotus. Hey, yo, what's poppin'? I'm So
0: Flower Lee. And we have our guest today, Wealth. How you guys
2: doing? Um, I'm just
0: happy to be here. I'm very excited. Nice. Nice. Alright. So today we're going to be talking about a very important subject within the black community, the hip-hop community. Um, just about in the western world period. Uh, we're talking about when Tori starts flipping out of lane. So we're going to be talking about the situation with Megan DeStallion and Tori Lane's uh, that happened a couple of months ago. Uh, We're going to be talking about protecting black women, um, trauma responses with black women, um, women attacking women, which you've seen a lot of drama happening with this during the the situation. We're going to be talking about accountability, you know, ending the joke about trauma, um, what love really is. And then we're going to be talking about some of those good old conspiracy theories that was going on with um, Tory Lane's uh, fan base. Um, and just have a general discussion of uh, basically, did Tory actually do it? Um, you know, what What was it, the situation with Megan De Stallion and why she had to go through all of this to basically prove herself to um, the general populace? Um, so yeah, let's get into it. <clears throat> so what did y'all think about like the situation with Megan Thee Stallion?
1: You bitch. He did that. <laughs> Long story short, case closed. He a bitch ass nigga. I, I knew L was
3: coming that. Way. I knew what I was saying <laughs> that she, she was
1: coming with. I knew it. It's it's just fucked up because it's like, bro, they're supposed to be cool and you' are supposed to be my partner, my friend, my homie, and here you is mad at me. I'm trying to be the bigger person and I'm trying to leave the situation. And this motherfucker gonna pull out the gun and shoot me
3: in the foot? In the foot? Really? I'm just curious as to why that was his first reaction to the situation because he's a bitch ass yeah. like That's the you, reason. you i mean because let's be real y'all both rappers like you can afford to get another uber you could easily walk away and be like you know what i'm gonna ride to wherever i need to go could on my he own. could he really though oh he can afford an uber you can maybe you can't afford your own car you can afford I, don't, uber. I don't know man. he he can afford an uber you better ride it. anyways he <laughs> <laughs> can afford a way to get home but my whole thing is, your initial reaction to whatever the altercation was inside that vehicle was to pull out a gun and shoot her in the foot. Uh, yeah.
2: Like, what was, what, yeah. what
3: happened that was so bad that y'all got into it that bad that that was the action you had to
1: take? Mm-hmm. And that That's kind that of was where I'm at. To, he's, he's supposed to be your friend. I that's She's supposed to be your friend, and you took that action. Yep. What do you think? Well,
2: uh, when I first heard about the whole situation, I was kind of, I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know how to understand it because with the whole, with media, you can't be too short of what they put in or what they're trying to feed you. So uh, I kind of waited until it played out. So now looking at it, looking at the pictures that she, you know, posted and the fact, it was just, I never, I never was to pick a side. I didn't understand why people was commenting and putting her down and calling her yeah. a liar to her mm-hmm. And, you know, because if that situation happened to her for real, and you know how the media is, and you can't be too quick to call somebody a liar for getting shot. So that's traumatic. And then to be called a liar, and then just to be get thrown out of your character, and to be just tossed around and dragged in the media over something that happened, mm-hmm. and that she has finally put proof about, I just kind of feel, I just, you know, Tori just got to go. It's over for him. That was the end. It ain't nothing he can say. He can't. <laughs> You know, then he got on Instagram live and then yeah. had everybody believing that he didn't shoot her and to the point where she had to come with the pictures, the facts, hardcore facts and now uh, you can't you can't as a fan, as somebody that commented and put her down, you can't come back from that and then that story lands. I feel like you can't either. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like the whole situation was just, was just crazy to me. Like the fact that she had to go through all of that to basically prove to just random people on the internet that she actually got shot. Like, why would she lie about getting shot? One of the things that I saw people commenting on was she lied because um, basically she was trying to get caught from Tory Lanez. Um, even though she's already like a big artist, why would she need clout from him?
3: But Tory Lanez is not somebody to get clout from. When you yeah. think of clout, you don't think of Tory Lanez because his career prior to all this was kind of stagnant. What like, career? He, he was it, it, done with back in like what? When I was in high school, 2012. Yeah. Like, he I, didn't like, have nothing. I could think what? of maybe like two, maybe three songs that like were played on the radio, but it's not like his career was just like. It ain't like he, Cardi B, the industry. Exactly. You know he was on her coat. I'm tails. like, mind you, just recently, Meg The Stallion was featured on the cover of GQ magazine mm-hmm. as the rapper of the year. He was on her coat <laughs> That's it. So I'm like, she didn't need clout from from Tory Lanez, but in actuality, she also didn't owe anybody an explanation.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: The only people you owe an explanation to is the police. You didn't have to come with receipts. You ain't have to explain to people what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be—we're a bunch of random people on the internet. You don't owe us the details of your life. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she even gave us those pictures of her foot and even had to explain herself was really like a luxury mm-hmm. for everybody else.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. <clears throat> And then people were saying that it wasn't actually a bullet wound. That's one of the biggest, um, I guess, factors to the... What was it, a paper cut? <laughs> yeah, people were saying that it was glass. So that, that she basically... I don't know how she stepped on glass and it went to the back of her ankle. Uh-huh. But regardless, people were saying that it was glass that she stepped on. Uh-huh. And that's where the blood came from when she was walking. Um, when the cameras was basically uh, recording her. I've never known
3: Glass to cause that kind of a wound.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a lot of blood. So and I, I, know... I saw
3: the picture. I've never seen Glass cause that kind of a wound.
1: Now, <clears throat> didn't she also say that she didn't want to snitch on him because she was still oh, trying yeah. to protect him? Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: She she knows how the system treats young black men in America. Yep, And at this point, you know, I think she's still thinking about their friendship
4: uh-huh.
3: and also kind of wanting to protect that uh-huh. but at the same time you're pretty much in a one sided friendship you are trying to protect him but where's his level of protection for you uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm. yet again ain- ain- isn't this something that we kind of see all the time where you have someone protecting another person who clearly mm. doesn't give two shits about you yeah mm-hmm. particularly I- a black woman trying to protect a man who ain't shit Yes. A black man who ain't shit, cause they out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, why, why are we going down this road? You shouldn't well, have exactly. to protect this mofo if he doesn't physically yeah. hurt
0: you. Let's talk about the reasoning why she wanted to protect him. Um, from looking at the um, the live stream that she had, she said that she wanted to protect him because of the uh, what was happening at the time uh, that it happened. You know the George Floyd situation. I don't mm-hmm. know if. Let me see. That was in July. Uh, it I was
1: think, all. it yeah, was around the same time. It was all around the same time. It was all, yeah. it was um, all popping off around the same so
0: time. So she was saying, "Why would I call the police on, on a black man, including me being black?" So she, not only was she thinking about him, she was thinking about herself, mm-hmm. I and mean, she was thinking about basically, the police isn't going to ask a question. They're just gonna. They was already aggressive when they showed up mm-hmm. to the um to the scene, according to Megan. She was saying basically that she didn't want another hash. She didn't want to be another hashtag, Mm. which um, that's I guess that's for another episode. Mm -hmm. But like the fact that you have to think about things like that instead of trusting the police to come and protect you when you did nothing wrong um, is a major problem.
3: It, It definitely speaks to the state of our society. Where Mm -hmm. you have to second guess Calling in emergency services Because you don't know if they're going to make the situation better Or make the situation worse And now this is time you're wasting Where you're sitting there with A bullet wound to your foot Mm -hmm. Which you know people are like Oh it was her foot Um, There are major arteries all out throughout your body
1: major blood realize your body is all connected right Right.
3: (laughs) so people are making it sound like oh it was just her foot like it was no big deal okay but her foot is still how she walks it's Mm -hmm. still how she get around there's still major you know elements to her body that are there Yep. and she took time away from receiving medical attention herself to try and figure out whether or not she wanted to call in help
2: yep uh, I think it also kind of um, show you, though, what kind of playing field that people like Megan Thee Stallion her making music and being so popular is mm-hmm. in, because now you got two monsters, and well, basically it will be three, because you're black, then you famous, and then law enforcement. So she got to deal with the media, mm-hmm. law enforcement, and just mm-hmm. being a black woman all mm-hmm. at one time. So mm-hmm. I think she handled the situation, how she should have handled it, but it just came once the media got involved and it was that much pull, you seen Tory freeze up and then immediately try to protect his image. So mm-hmm. everything he was doing was just clawing and clawing and clawing, doing anything he could do to try to protect his image, and then it just
1: upheld hell as long as it could until it just shattered. Mm-hmm. Until it all just came coming down, you know? Yep, nicely put.
2: Yeah, nicely put.
3: And he really, he really did try to claw at his you know to save his image even after the whole incident you see him posting uh videos and pictures with his kids i've never seen Tory lane's children i didn't even know he had kids (laughs) until this happened like now you want to post these pictures Uh these daddy moments with your kids trying to rehab your image Uh and i what really did it in with Tory lanes for me is the way he handled the release of his album. Oh, my God.
4: Oh yeah, Yeah. You've been
3: silent this entire time, tap dancing around, because I think even now he still hasn't confirmed nor denied shooting her. Mm -hmm. But then you're using this situation to promote your album. Trash. Which still did, still backfired on you, because I still haven't heard much about the album. (laughs) I I don't know about y'all. I don't
0: know. Y'all listen to the the album. For um, for y'all who don't know, he came out with an album called Daystar. Um, I listened to the first song on the um on the album today mm. you fell asleep. <laughs> um, you know what <laughs> I, I was expecting that the from the first song at least in the album um, the instrumental was fire. Okay. the flow was fire. Mm-hmm. the lyrics obviously garbage mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: but um the fact yeah, the, basically the fact what y'all was saying he did this simply. He tried to get clout out of the situation. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that's getting clout out of the situation. Mm-hmm. For his own personal um, business games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw that as kind of odd. Um, a point in the song that I remember, he was basically in the middle of the song. He said, uh, he's still a lover. So let, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Like, the fact that you can basically harm someone that you supposedly love like that, and then That's manipulation. That
1: ain't love at all. It's not manipulation. What is the
0: difference between love and manipulation?
3: Love is is genuine. Mm -hmm. He, nothing about how he handled this situation was genuine. It was cowardly. And manipulation is the fact that you had ample amount of time before the release of your album, and when this first hit the media, to address it To come forward to to own up to it. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And you did none of that. You did none of it. Now look at how
1: Megan Thee Stallion. Look at how she handled that situation. She did it out of love. Mm -hmm. She was still trying to hold down her tongue. For Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck he did to her. Out of love. For him. That was love. If you want to compare and contrast. Whatever the fuck Tory Lanez was on. That's nothing but manipulation. He was trying Mm -hmm. to see what was best suited for him. What could fix his Mm -hmm. image. What could make him come out on top with this. Meanwhile, with her, she's just trying to clear up her name. After trying to love this idiot. Mm -hmm. And clearly, it wasn't working out for her. It was just dragging her on down. So, she snapped herself out of that. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do. That's the difference between love and manipulation. Love, I'm out here looking out for both of us to succeed. Manipulation... I'm just trying to make sure that I can eat. Mm-hmm. That's much. the difference.
3: Pretty much. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think he's using the term love as a tool to gain sympathy. Mm-hmm. I think he's hoping yep. if I throw out that I still love her or have love for her, people will be like, oh, he yeah. still love. I'm like, no, you don't. Love isn't pain. Mm-hmm. You, If you loved her, you would have got out that car and walked away from the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. You pulled well, love, out a gun. Love does make you do crazy things. According mm-hmm. to the old saying. Yeah, well, love to yourself.
1: Know <laughs> there you go. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again, well.
2: Love don't make you shoot people. That's just straight up how I look at it. If I'm in love with a girlfriend or wife, um, somebody I consider just love, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Once we even get to that point of argument, um, I feel like love should never get to that point of no return to so mm-hmm. where I shoot you. Exactly. especially 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 if you're my girlfriend mm. or you're somebody i consider to be intimate with i would never pull out a gun like, and damn pull the trigger so that's cool mm. that's mm-hmm. two ten strikes two strikes time fine you know ten strikes he yeah. loves
1: mm-hmm. real
3: that's exactly you're not it. supposed to harm the person that you love exactly and at all it uh-huh. makes me question if he really knows what love is mm. if he's mm. ever been taught or understand love? Like, what is his idea of love? Because clearly it's not the, the idea that we all have of an uh, understanding mm-hmm. of love. The healthy way. <laughs> yeah, he,
1: yes. They didn't show him that. <laughs> exactly.
0: But that makes me think. Like, we, we like to talk about the problems with the black community a lot. And this is clearly an example of the problems of the black community. What, like, what I guess, what, what teaches people a healthy relationship? Because if you see a lot of the relationships that's within um, the black community, obviously not the whole black community, but mm-hmm. majority of the black community, those who live in um, the hood or the urban areas, whatever you want to call it. We have this um, this problem where uh, relationships doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You have uh, basically like people. Um, that toxic hood. Uh, yeah, that toxic yeah. hood. Break up, get you.
1: back together. Break. I'm gonna break mm-hmm. your shit to show you how much I love you. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's normally so, the norm,
0: huh? So is it just the problem with Tory Lanez with him having it? Was it anger issues that caused it? Was it just a reaction? Was like what was it? I want to know what was going on in his mind at the time. Or is it just... To me
2: personally, I don't think so. And that's just going back to you saying black people and the need for a healthy relationship. I think it starts with patience and understanding. And before you get into a relationship with another black person, you should already know where they're coming from. You should mm-hmm. already know mm-hmm. the trauma. Just, we was born into trauma and broken. Mm-hmm. So once you become a relationship from junk, it's rebuild. Unless you sit down with that person and you understand that they sat there individually and rebuilt themselves and it's ready already, then it just mm-hmm. comes with patience. I think a lot of black relationships fail because they come in there and it's broken and it's trauma and then no patience at all. hmm
1: mm-hmm. No communication, right. Mm-hmm. Or yep. you don't even know, you don't know how to communicate how hurt you feel, so you act out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into like I was, I was like researching this and just researching it over again to get a more clarification on the situation. Um I I can kind of see that Tory Lanez is insecure. Yes. His insecurities overtook him. Yeah. Um the insecurities of maybe because I see a lot of people talking about his hype Mm -hmm. Maybe he was intimidated by her because she's taller than him. The stallion, right? Um, (laughs) You know. Not everybody
3: can handle the stallion. I mean, but yeah.
0: That's what it is. And then you can see throughout his song, um, it's called Money Over Fallouts, by the way. Um, I forgot to say that before. Um, Throughout his song, he talks about at the beginning, he talks about the criticism that happened to him from people like Charlemagne the God, um whole bunch of other radio tarcos. Um and then he gets into basically the um the conspiracy theories that people were sprouting all over social media saying that it was um saying that it was basically made up that she was that he actually didn't shoot her you know stuff like that but mm. then at the end of the song he basically starts talking about all this stuff he got all this you know all this power that he has all this influence that he has he says that his um that his um fans would be there for him no matter what um he's and then he talks about he don't need friends all of these things just seem very insecure to me
3: he sound all over the place what yeah. influence this is all what one song power?
0: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what? Then at the end of the song he talks about um like one of the things that really got to me was he was talking about he got all these girls locked up um that basically want to hit him he said i got bad bees trying to have an orgy you know so and then he talks about um it's just it's just insecurity. And then at, at the end, the end line, he basically talks about God bless to uh help me wake up every morning. So but, he shows he puts that at the end intentionally.
1: Okay, so he basically was just um, having like a whole seizure.
0: Yeah, it's it's so it's it's all like over I don't
1: the place.
3: What? It's all over the place. Um, what influence do you think you have? What power did you think you have? What mm-hmm. women? You're irrelevant. This situation, the only reason people are talking about you is because of this situation. And you're thanking God for waking you up in the morning when you shot somebody?
0: Yeah. It's completely <laughs> contradictory. I, I mean, that's that's a problem. You can't be out here talking about being a God-fearing man, and then you're out here shooting people. You out here. You just can't living shooting this image. God's
3: children. I don't think he like that. Do you he? cannot be <laughs> both the saint and the sinner. hmm You cannot. That's what he's trying Pick to one.
0: He's trying to make himself as the saint compared to her, which is the sinner.
3: But he's still trying to keep that that hard image. Mm-hmm. That 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 hip hop entertainment image. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's completely just that song was awful y'all, y'all
3: can't see me and L's face right now but we're just trying so hard to trying wrap to, our mind to, around yeah. this
0: cause we're I was doing so the same hard. thing I was just like okay
3: he's making <laughs> himself sound more like a clown <laughs> yeah
0: every word that comes out of his mouth he makes himself appear even more like the bad guy oh that's basically God. what it is um, so, and even Charlemagne, the guy from the Breakfast Club, got called out for what he said initially for saying that, um... What did he say? Critici- criticizing Tory Lanez. Uh, he basically was saying that uh, we as black men need to stand up and protect our black women. We shouldn't be out here harming them. You know, we shouldn't be out here, um, getting, getting, like... Furious over a situation, over nothing. Mm
3: -hmm. And and he's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, Charlemagne is telling the truth, especially when you are someone that is raising. Charlemagne has daughters. So he's raising, Mm -hmm. you know, in about 10 to 15 years, what will be black women. Mm -hmm. So he's seeing this from that standpoint. You know, I don't understand how you can say, that's still somebody I love, that's still my friend. And After you doing shot her in the foot. What? After what doing it? that kind of painful shit to How exactly? How do you why is that love? Why and do you were think you that's love? Intentionally aiming for her foot cuz bullets ricochet. What if that would went somewhere other than her foot? Mm-hmm. What if it would went to somebody other than Megan? Oh uh-huh. yeah,
0: he said he was drunk. That's probably why he missed. I don't know.
3: Mm. No. But- no, you don't get to blame it on drunk. alcohol. You uh-huh. ain't Jamie Fox No. No, don't blame it on the alcohol. No, you just stay, just stay down. What? <laughs> just sleep. Be slumped. Why you gotta pull out a gun? If and you can't handle happy? your
1: alcohol, you don't need to be drinking. Mm-hmm. He don't need to be hanging out with that kind of money. He don't know how to act.
3: And it, and it does bring up a good topic that we, black women in our society, aren't very protected, and we do take a lot of criticism for our motherhood. We take criticism for our looks. We take criticism for our culture. You know when you. when you get aggressive oh here comes the the aggressive black woman Mm -hmm. here she Mm comes it's like well did it ever occur to you that it's a reason I'm coming at you like this that maybe Maybe I'm I'm tired maybe maybe I'm not always aggressive like what what's wrong with being seen as I ain't gonna take your shit what's what's wrong with that and the biggest criticism especially in the hip-hop industry, is when you have a black woman that presents herself as overly sexual.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. God.
3: Like Meg Thee Stallion, like Cardi B. The criticisms mm-hmm. come left and right. I can't tell you the amount of criticism those two got for the WAP video alone. Meanwhile,
1: we all, our, our generation, of the generation before us and before that, all grew up listening to that kind of music where the man can talk about oh I got bitches and hoes and different area codes and all that shit right that's cool (laughs) but when I want to talk about my own stuff then it's an issue Mm -hmm. why it's my body that song what really that was her she was just talking about herself and people was mad I don't
0: yeah it's just it's just standard well here go a history lesson for y'all I'm about to draw some information Mm -hmm. All right. so this is where the idea of um basically bringing women down making them less than a man comes from um i'm not out here to criticize anybody's religion but it has to be said in the bible uh, basically the story of adam and eve um the church and just i guess the patriarchy if you want to call it that basically use this example to bring down women to say that they're natural sinners that they're naturally evil um the idea that um eve uh took the took the apple from the snake which was the devil um so it was the idea that she was um, naturally lustful. A man would never take an apple from the devil. He would never be manipulated. <laughs> so according to them, Eve... I'm sorry for laughing. Yeah, it's fun And it's funny, though. It's, here's, it.
3: here's my train of thought, though. Uh, when that took place in the Bible, mm-hmm. both Adam and Eve together were thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't it just Eve by herself? Mm-hmm. If if that's how you want to, put, why wasn't well according it, the to them both of them out.
0: It was it God. was her fault that every single human being, from now then on, was sent was sinful because of her. Right. So God looked mm-hmm. down upon all humans because of one woman.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's also, not
0: fault. yeah. <laughs> also, the idea this transitions to different mythology, right? Too in um, ancient tales. Um, The story of Pandora's box, Mm -hmm. if you ever read that. Pandora, um, she was curious and she opened the box, which was told to never be opened by anyone, no matter what. Uh, She opened it and then, then came out all the sins and misery and evils of the world. And that was used in Greek culture to tell women to stay at home. Um, and mind your business. Yeah, stay at home, mind your business. To pretty
3: um, much be barefoot and pregnant. Yeah. Reproduce. Mm-hmm. Cook.
0: Because clean. you're not you're not, I guess, intelligent enough for mm-hmm. anything else. Um so these these motifs is used throughout history in various cultures, but mainly western culture. Um, I don't I, know that I much like about it. Um, I'm sorry
2: uh-huh. to cut you off. I like the um I like that story in the Bible, I, I love the Bible. I look at it, it's like a lot of different, it's really yeah. a story, you know? No uh-huh. matter how many, how you look at it, if you're a religious person or if you're outside, you can read that story.
0: Yeah.
2: And then, uh, the story of Adam and Eve, and I think, like, me being in love, right? And me understanding love. Mm-hmm. It's, to me, to me it's just silly to assume that Adam, assuming that she did eat the fruit and she was the one that caused the sin, it just, mm-hmm. to me, it's just funny to think that Adam wouldn't follow. Him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? True. Mm-hmm. true. Adam true. wouldn't eat it, too, after she ate it. Yeah. And then they were together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, rightfully so, both of them got kicked out. But then, um, so it's up to, and to me, it would be up to, just if I put myself in Adam's shoes, I mean, I'm just gonna have to take that walk with the person that I consider love mm-hmm. and I'm gonna eat that fruit and we're gonna get kicked out the garden together and all the repercussions we're gonna take together mm-hmm. and to me all that blame and stuff on Eve if I'm Adam I'm just taking it for her on her mm-hmm. mental individually us individually mm-hmm. and the story to me was told so that man can be in charge The man has always been in charge mm-hmm. white man and yeah, I think if we look at America with it's reverse if we flip it And if black women were in charge, would be a whole lot further. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at Egypt, ancient Egypt, if we're going to go to mythology. uh, Mm -hmm. Queens and goddesses and the statues, black women, you know? And they thrive. They got Mm -hmm. pyramids, and white men still can't figure out how to make pyramids. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: they want to blame that on aliens, right? (laughs) Yeah, I love that you brought that up, by the way, Chris, because I was actually, I actually read um, I'm taking anthropology class right now, lost cities and civilizations, mm-hmm. and um, in Mesopotamia, it was basically this um, these statues that they found that um, resembled females. Basically, it was a female esteg um, or not an Um kind of like a, a statue, basically
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. um, celebrating women. These these um, statues was Uh, seen as fertility gods or goddesses uh, to basically show the importance of women within the culture Mm -hmm. within their civilization um and also another thing side note that i liked about them was they was um they were sculptured to be um i don't know how to say it thick I guess, Carbaceous. I mean, that's the, yeah, there you go,
4: because, <laughs> because if you look
0: at, yeah, if you look at the statues, those, they really symbolize and enhance the, um, you know, the hips, mm-hmm. um, the buttocks, yeah, Yes.
1: The, the, you know, the, um, the, um, yeah, we, no, we chest area, it's all right, <laughs> He's sweating over here, cream. guys. He's sweating.
0: <laughs> Calm down, j <J-Dub>. What? <laughs> so yeah, I like that you brought that up. When we say restaurant culture, um, it could have been seen in other cultures. I don't know about that. I, like, I love if somebody brought that up to me. But it's mainly seen in restaurant civilization, mm-hmm. which is, we all know that Western civilization is European mm-hmm. influence mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. society so I, I believe that that really bled into the black community mm-hmm. that that same idea of women to not be trusted um to basically look at them as being uh, beneath us
2: i um, got a, a question for all of y'all mm-hmm. what not you think that um so like just jumping on top of what justin just said uh what do you think that we adopted a lot of the cultures and a lot of, cause I was just talking to my fiance earlier, and mm. I was thinking like, when you a kid and you mess up, you get whooped with a belt. And I'm like, mm. I wonder how our ancestors looking down on us, seeing us whooping our own kids with belts, mm. yeah. you know. And white people, most I'm not gonna be all of them, but majority of them, they don't they don't whoop their kids with belts,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Mm-hmm.
3: If they whoop their kids at all.
0: Yeah. You know. Man huh I really never really thought about that because I hmm that's a good point that you brought up um I guess it all stems from slavery that was how we saw our our people our people that basically was how getting we conditioned punished.
3: punishment yeah, yeah that's how we conditioned
0: you, punishment you got the so whip it,
3: and,
1: um, it bled that- on
3: yeah,
0: yeah. It tra- it transferred
1: over to a belt. It transferred over to uh, a switch. A, a switch. Su- you go outside. pick out your own switch, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think that come from? That come from slavery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how, how you get. That's how you get them way. in. Uh, what's the word? Punishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how you get someone to do what you want. Yeah. And that just went on with our traditions. That transferred on yep. down to our yeah. traditions.
0: Yeah. And it was a thing known as uh, lashes.
1: Yep. Um, mm-hmm. According
0: to pilgrims, mm-hmm. like. um... If somebody would like, if you saw yourself sinning, do you would give yourself 50 lashes to the back yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not with that, <laughs> but you know, um, you just pray to God and say, I'm sorry for my sins, you know, shout have out to, to the m company, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <be> like hey,
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's actually, um, pretty cool that you brought that up, Wolf. um, so let's. Oh, another thing hmm. that was going on with this whole Megan Thee Stallion situation was Kylie Jenner being blamed. It's this conspiracy oh, going around Here that go. because of Kylie Jenner, because they came from Kylie Jenner's um, house party or whatever they was at, that she the one that caused uh, Tory... To get mad, I guess. Okay,
3: Somehow. but Kylie Jenner didn't force you to shoot. You she, she didn't pull the gun out and tell you mm-hmm. now you got to shoot her in the foot. That was a this choice that you made and mm-hmm. the action that
1: you took. That's still trying to blame another woman for mm-hmm. this man's actions. Yeah, he's the one
3: that did it. Kylie didn't force you to hold that gun. Just like what Cam <laughs> she wasn't even said. there. She wasn't she even was there. She didn't probably didn't find out about what happened till everybody else found out when mm-hmm. it hit social media. Yes. Kylie over the there media. making
0: her millions. She don't give a damn about these niggas. What? <laughs> and and the and the thing is, why would why would he be mad because of something she did? What did she? If anything, I guess Megan would be mad at him for doing something with her i don't i don't really know let's be real Tori ain't
3: Tori don't got swag enough to bag kylie uh-uh. let's 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 put yeah. that to rest now uh-uh. there was i guarantee you there probably was nothing going on between <laughs> Tori lanes and kylie jenner yeah. so we gonna put that to rest now he is not that influential to bag kylie jenner uh-uh. No, you could probably bag a Stacy Dash, y'all about on the same level. There you go. But you you not getting Kylie Jenner. <laughs> that that for sure is a conspiracy. <laughs> I
0: was about to say who? Oh my God. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh my
3: God. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Kylie is not to blame for anybody. Mm-hmm. No one can be blamed for the actions of one individual. Yep. You are an individual. You can sit here and try to put the blame on Meg, on Kylie, on whoever. At the end of the day, Tory Lanez needs to take accountability for Tory Lanez.
1: Now, that's a thing in itself. When you mess up, you should hold yourself to that standard. Mm -hmm. I messed up. I'm gonna go fix it because I'm man enough, because I'm woman enough, because I'm strong enough to go and do that. I love that. What is it about women attacking women Uh for that kind of idea? You know what I mean? Like, Instead of me being upset with my partner for doing something wrong that hurt both of us, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and look at the other person, the other woman. Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing? Why do we do that? <sighs> what do you think, Wealth?
2: Um, I'm just puzzled. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, too. I don't <laughs> you could give me some insight on that. Because I never get it. You know, I, I just don't understand it myself. I mm-hmm. don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think,
3: honestly, Beyonce kind of gave us part of that answer. If you notice in one of her videos, she didn't say it, but she used the excerpt in one of her songs, I want to say it's Maya Angelou speaking,
4: mm-hmm.
3: where uh, she's talking about feminists and she's talking about how women are raised, essentially, to see each other's as, it was the Flawless, Yeah. The yeah flawless yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, women are raised to see each other as competitors. Mm-hmm. In order to attract a man. It's just like when a man cheats and the woman goes off on the female. It's like, but wait. He's the he, one that stepped out of your relationship. It's like, uh, yeah. two
0: people. There's, it takes two people right. to tango. But
3: don't, don't put your foot in her ass. Yeah. If you're going to just go home with him and he's going to do the same thing with another woman. Exactly. It's like, it's like
0: the idea of high school drama. Mm-hmm. You know? It, a lot of these people take these things that they did in grade school and bring it to adulthood. Mm-hmm. The, like, I it's it's just pettiness with isn't all you, know, you have like little petty drama. Um, I would see like um, girls in my high school or friends that I had in high school that was girls. They would make little. Um, it's kind of like keep your enemies close. Um. Oh wait, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Idea. So they, you know, they would create drama just to, just for the sake of drama. I guess. I don't know. Do y'all but think I'm that not that could
2: be a form of
0: manipulation? Yes. From yeah.
2: The, the guy perspective. Mm-hmm. If you find out that your guy is cheating, you get angry, of course, upset, and then. So if he convince you that no, he still loved you, and it was a mistake, and that some maybe that she seduced him and, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. forgive him and then you lash out on her because that anger still got to go That's yeah. who it was.
0: so so why do you say your name
2: neither.
0: i guess i have a question why do why do some women take him back why does it why does all it chases I'm sorry I love it. like a fake I'm sorry because
1: I, my mama told me about uh, these kind of people mm-hmm. you got that kind of woman where it's any a piece of a man is better than no man at all. Mm. They don't want to be alone. they think so that's what loneliness. they deserve It's not even uh loneliness it's just mm-hmm. what that's what they believe they deserve mm-hmm. oh, They don't love themselves so enough.
0: This insecurity within mm-hmm. its own. Mm-hmm. So, not only is the man insecure, mm-hmm. but the woman is also insecure. Mm-hmm. That's on a broken sides. relationship on mm-hmm. both sides. Or yeah.
1: the man, maybe he's not insecure. Maybe he's just that much of a manipulator, that much of no, a narcissist. No, you're most
0: definitely insecure. <laughs> Are you? If you, you want to mm-hmm. feel like you need dominance over someone, that's an mm-hmm. insecurity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just... It just is. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how most people display power. You right. 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 It's by being manipulative. It's like uh-huh. a classic narcissist. There you go. So, um,
3: what were you gonna say, Will?
2: Yeah. Uh no, I was gonna. Uh, Justin got it right. Uh-huh. I was just gonna ask the question. coach should we just keep giving people excuses like using insecurities or they not raised right? No. No, we it makes shouldn't. What Justin said though. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just a reasoning. You just need your ass. It's, it's 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 just a um an explanation of why they are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give them an excuse.
3: But see, that's just it. Your explanation of why you are should be the reason why you should do the opposite. Exactly. It's like somebody It's like, well... I, I didn't grow up with a mother. So, therefore, I don't know how to treat
1: so women. So, you
0: know what the problem is. Exactly. Is you're not trying to fix it.
3: Exactly. No, you're just
1: using that as an excuse to continue on hurting more people and re- regurgitating this cycle
0: all over again.
1: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I get Yep. So... Basically, uh, I like that we were talking about um, the growing up situation mm-hmm. because I was thinking about I was thinking about something earlier, and I basically was saying that it's boys teaching boys how to be men. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, and I was thinking more about in terms of the hip hop community. Uh, I guess we can dive into the hip hop culture a little bit into this. Um, you have these men perceived you know quote-unquote men mm-hmm. who's teaching our, our young black men um, what to what to be like like they see they I like the idea that most uh, artists say when you tell them that they're basically a role model to someone mm-hmm. they like to say well that's not my fault I'm a role model hmm But regardless, you're still a role model to someone even though you don't wanna be. See, you know.
3: But that kinda gets me when people say that. I I never seek to be a role model. hmm But you did seek to be known. You sought the fame. And in mm-hmm. doing that you knew that this was something that comes with it. Yeah. You know, there are things that the part of being in the entertainment industry that you may not have want, but that comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. That's but, something that comes
1: with the territory. It does come with the territory. I agree. But I'm also looking at, where are the parents at with these kids? Mm-hmm. Where are, Where's the guardian at with these kids? If y'all, if y'all are so concerned about, I don't want my baby listening to this kind of nonsense. Well, don't have them listen to it. <laughs> you are the one paying the bills to keep the stuff on in the first place. Right? Actually,
3: last time I checked, most televisions and TV sets and computers mm-hmm. come with parental locks. Right. So, so, if you really got an issue with it,
1: Cardi B shouldn't be teaching your baby how to do whatever. Turn her off. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's easier said than done. Uh, it's still I like pure first said about, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, men teaching boys how to be mad, I didn't understand how important that
2: was until I got older, until mm-hmm. I became an adult. And that's a key that e like it's a need in a black community for black men to teach black boys how to be black men that is mm-hmm. a, I, yes. that's a yeah. must, because mm-hmm. then they get out in this world and then if they don't have that structure they don't have that discipline and like you said they influenced by the surroundings by music mm-hmm. they just get ate up and mm-hmm. then they get tired and don't understand that they tired and then they just get stuck in the system and that's exactly what they want from me mm-hmm. yep.
0: Yep. but it's funny that these new artists is saying i don't want to be a role model Man, you asked them, what influenced you to be an artist? They go back to Tupac. Mm-hmm. They go back to Biggie. Mm-hmm. You know? They didn't want to be they role models to, either, yeah. but they
1: still was out here doing things.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. So by you saying, I don't want to be a role model, that's just, that's reverse logic. It's yeah. lazy. It's lazy. Exactly. And,
3: and some people were bred on role models. Look at the lyrics in J. Cole where he said, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. like, you're the only father that I ever knew. Mm. And people don't realize that's real talk for a lot of people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you don't have that
1: parental figure.
3: Yeah, he, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was
3: their father figure. What Uh, they saw on
0: TV.
1: mm -hmm. Exactly. It's pretty messed up. It
0: is is messed up, but it's just a symptom of whatever happened to the black community. I've been trying to figure this out for a while. What happened to the black community? Drugs. I don't
3: think it's just one mix of things. Drugs. I think it's literally like a compilation of
1: literally so much. Literally, crack came into the hood. That's what <laughs> did it. The war on
0: drugs in the 70s.
1: Yes, that's what did it. Because mm-hmm. we was cool. We was popping. We was dressing up like
0: Going in church. Church. It was a church every Sunday. It, it, it wasn't... Yeah, when you look at... Literally, drugs. look at like, the Harlem <laughs> Renaissance... When what you took, look at how took much away things, our black men, drugs, we took yeah. away our
1: black women, drugs.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you so that's my question. Would you say it was drugs alone?
0: Or was um, it
1: drugs it started?
3: That it. led to other things.
1: Drugs started it. Okay. Drugs
0: is basically used crack, as crack, cocaine as a, started it. As an antidepressant. When someone gets addicted to drugs, it's because they're trying to hide their emotions. You're numbing. Mm. Black people was numbing themselves mm-hmm. when they was introduced some to this drug. Some black people. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: there you go.
2: There you go. Yeah. You're right. You're right. They know who they are, some. But mm-hmm. it, you know, it all <laughs> depends on the knowledge you have in it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's self-awareness. Right, you got to sit down with yourself and ask yourself why. Am I doing this? And that should be with everything, not just drugs. But why are you eating the way you eating? Why?
0: Just why? Yeah. And it's also. you gotta y- be questioning for yourself. For mm-hmm. yourself. So. Yeah. And it's 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 not only that. I mean, let's be honest. We can't just we can't take on everything by ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not yeah. long wolves out here as mm-hmm. much. I used to be like that. Um, just last year, I tried to take on a lot of things by myself. And then it, you realize that you're going down a rabbit hole. Uh-huh. You need you need people around you who uh-huh. who have your best interests at heart.
1: Right. You need a community. And that's what you that's do.
0: what the black community needs. We're so fractured. We don't trust each other. It's it's just it's bad. It's broken. But then hip hop came in the eighties. It uh-huh. kind of brought a new community. To light, mm-hmm. um, when you think of like '90s or '80s hip hop, it was more lyrical.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: more. It had more of a message.
1: Yeah, hip hop came out as a, a fight against. It was poetry. It was political. There you mm-hmm.
0: go. It was political it was like poetry. A political
1: stance. Fight against uh, uh police brutality. We're yeah. going through still. Mm-hmm. It, it was. To it was day. a voice.
3: It It gave people a a voice. Mm-hmm. To talk the, about what was going Even the on. NWA song you know fuck the police that came on the tail of the rodney king beating. yeah Mm -hmm. that was in response to that and Mm -hmm. it was it pretty much put into a song the frustration that the community was feeling
0: Mm Yeah, yep Yep. you know yeah so you have people like um a tribe called quest Mm -hmm. which shout out to them they're my favorite hip hop group. Like, they are seriously. dope. They are dope. If you've though.
3: never heard Tribe Call Quest, definitely listen mm-hmm. to Bunny Apple
0: That's the type Ooh, of hip hop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the playlist. That's on the playlist. <laughs> that's it, baby. What? <laughs> that's on the playlist. That's it. Like, when you listen to. I mean, a Tribe Call Quest, um, they had a few songs that was. Uh, well, I don't know. I really haven't heard any songs from the Tribe Call Quest that was about gang banging. That's what I'm trying to get to. When did did hip-hop turn to that?
3: I feel like... I kind of want to agree with what Elle said. I feel like once drugs were starting to be introduced, Mm -hmm. I really feel like the uptick in gang activity... Because a lot of the gang activity was funded through the sale of drugs in the Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when that was introduced, that's when you start seeing more of this gang drug activity. Mm -hmm. And that's when we start to because you know like they say you know well what is it life imitates art or art imitates life vice Uh, versa uh. you know but music centers around the things that's happening in our community so when that's happening in your community you take that and you put it into your music and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's what a lot of artists started to do Mm -hmm. because if even when we look at tupac tupac originally was not Thug passion and thug life tupac started out as a very like political brother like yeah. he he started
0: yeah, out very woke, <laughs> <laughs> very woke and then at some point it changed to the west versus the east coast versus the west coast that mm-hmm. the that's when we started to see thing. the gang violence mm-hmm. you yeah. know we had to see um black men out here trying to prove themselves by shooting up each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's when we started to see this shift in the hip-hop culture um and then it it's just it just went it just went into that.
3: It did. Um, I feel like if you want a true understanding of what hip hop was like in its inception, I, I'm pretty sure y'all heard the song. But listen to "I Used to Love Her" by Common.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah.
3: That song is the epitome of how hip hop made people feel. Mm. And to top it all off, he is using a woman as a metaphor for hip hop. Mm-hmm. like that to me was just ingenious yeah ingenious that he used a woman a woman's persona her body and mm-hmm. how people actually how people treat women mm-hmm. as a metaphor for hip-hop
0: yeah mm-hmm. but let me get you with something cam mm-hmm. don't nobody want to listen to that that don't sell that don't sell it don't sell the lyrical hip-hop don't sell mm-hmm. thinking doesn't sell logic doesn't sell it's all about the show, yeah. and that's what that's mm-hmm. what Tori was doing. He he carrying around guns. He got these tattoos. He's he's de- he's acting like he's about that life. Even though I don't know if he grew up in the hood, no. but he grew up in Canada. That's so there that's you go. I mean, <laughs> he, I was
3: gonna say I'm not familiar with yeah. Urban no, neighborhoods no hate, in Canada. No hate on
0: Canada. No, they got whatever. None. But I, yeah, <laughs> he it's all a facade. Mm. That's all it is. And he's trying to prove to everybody that my facade is real. Mm-hmm.
3: But that, you, but the in you trying so hard to prove it, you're making it more obvious that it's not. Mm-hmm. That's just that's his downfall right there. Mm-hmm. You're trying too hard to prove to people that this is who you are. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just like six nine. Oh
3: yeah.
0: The whole situation with him, that's he wasn't just... about nothing. I mean, so. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like there's no need for you to act like this. They're 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 putting forward this idea that to be a man, you have to be this violent psychopath. Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> that, but that. it's the truth. Yeah. You yeah.
4: gotta
3: be hard. You, you can't, gotta be hard. You, you gotta can't gotta cry. Tough. You can't show emotions. You gotta, be, mm-hmm. ooh, you gotta be a man, man. You gotta be tough, you know. Granted, this is this is for another episode. Yeah. But that that's how <laughs> mm-hmm. that is the persona that the hip hop industry pushes. Mm-hmm.
0: And you also know? the persona to treat women like trash. <laughs> there you go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What do
0: you see in mainly all hip hop music videos? You see women half naked. Half naked. The
1: video vixen. She is a prop. Uh-huh. That She's is what women yeah. are like.
0: Women are seen as props. props. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 tell me what to do. Cause you're basically my property. Mm-hmm. That's what you are.
1: Now, what other uh, in that in this genre for hip hop and R and B, that whole spectrum for black music, mm-hmm. black entertainment. What other uh, big stars have you heard about? Where it, when it comes to like the the harming of the black woman or the African American dissented kind of woman?
3: I'm gonna just go ahead and throw his name on out there. Mm. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Discuss discuss, discuss.
3: I, we knew what kind of person he was mm-hmm. when you went and married a 15 year old yeah that was back in the 90s that I was back work. in the 90s bro and on top of that and over 20 plus years and on top of that uh because i don't know if y'all saw the documentary i mustered through it but it was disgusting it's interesting to me because <laughs> you can stream Kelly's music anywhere yeah on any platform mm-hmm. you cannot stream alia's music Mm-hmm. the rights to her music have not been obtained to where you can stream so kids of this generation who, are, who aren't who are familiar with the history of R. Kelly mm-hmm. are like okay I'm seeing this documentary I'm going to go and, and listen to his music so when you do that most likely you're streaming it which mm-hmm. means his streams for his music increases mm-hmm. now people who are like the new generation getting introduced to Aaliyah it's like well I, I can only stream I think maybe one or two songs mm-hmm. and that's it you know what? Who really uh,
1: touched on the whole Ari Kelly thing first? Boondocks. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they made a whole episode about it, and this nigga still was able to get scot free in the episode. There was like, whatever. He he sang good, so I'ma dance to it. Like, oh my bro. God. yes, yes. It's sick. You can't. I can't even like truly enjoy any more of this man's mm-hmm. music because finding out from the documentary. He'd be in the middle of making his those hit songs, right? He'd be in the middle of it mm-hmm. and then take a break and go and sexually assault a child. Mm-hmm. A little girl. Accountability.
0: Accountability. Nobody
3: cared. Nobody wanted to hold him accountable for his <laughs>
1: and actions. His
0: too and good. Not, not only, only that, hard.
3: but there were people that was helping him because they, they brought it up numerous times that he either has trouble with or can't read or write. Mm-hmm. So there were people that were aiding you in all of this and helping you to cover it up mm-hmm. and it does go back to, back to protecting the black woman because even the the girlfriends that he had um was, was, it's yeah. like Ezreal Clary mm-hmm. it's like first off and this is no shade to her family but ain't no way in hell my parents taking me to no R. Kelly concert at the age of 14 to 15 bruh They'd be like, you want R. Kelly? Well, you can get R. Kelly when you're out my house. There you mm. go. That's when you can get. But while you here, no. See.
0: Didn't she get back? back she did. Steady, thank she, thank like, the Lord.
3: She's, uh-huh. she's back with her family now. Now. Yeah. Now. But it's just the fact that I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that two parents took their 14, 15, I think she was at the time. A little girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. To an Kelly concert and we know what r kelly's concerts are like Uh
0: yeah sexual Mm -hmm. in nature yeah i mean it's no it's no going around it but
1: i mean like that's this this is the whole thing right his victims were black women little black girls no one no one seems to care about yeah they're little white girls exactly
0: i'm not all about this race stuff you feel me i I try to stay away from it but when it's it's a parent,
1: when it's blowing up in your face uh-huh. like clearly if he had messed around with a cute little white girl yeah it, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been no, no issue. Have
0: been michael That's what, jackson uh-huh. michael jackson was uh-huh. out there allegedly allegedly
1: right messing
0: right. with um uh, little white kids and black kids
1: uh-huh. but it kids had to wrong.
0: be that little white kid and able for it to bring up to light yeah you know
1: Cause they don't care about little black girls they don't care about little black boys they don't care about our children they don't and we grow up and end up not caring about the women
3: like mm-hmm. I, what sense does that make no what, where is the balance at? if they did care it wouldn't have took what was 20 that 20 2018 2019 for him to be tried and convicted and mm-hmm. off jail. he should have been tried and convicted back when he first went on trial Bro For all of this. this man is supposed to be a big old star and he
1: hanging out at high school parking lots and in the <laughs> mall like what really
0: What really? you think about it Wolf? I know we've been talking a lot. You got anything to say about it? Oh, have we lost him?
3: Wolf, you still there? We yeah, he had a lot
1: of background noise going on. He might have had to go handle something. Oh there he is.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm oh, sorry about that. Right. Yeah, you good. Right.
1: What's the topic? What was your take on uh, R. Kelly?
2: Oh, R. Kelly. Yeah, no. All right. So, for R. Kelly, I was done uh, when he was teeing off girls. So, uh, I guess you could say I'm biased, but I never respected R. Kelly at all. I didn't watch mm-hmm. the documentary. I'm not about to sit there. I couldn't sit there and watch that. I knew mm-hmm. it was going to make me madder booze on Me. When it first came out, I wasn't yeah. even skeptical. I was like, he's guilty. He did it. Like, you know, I love his music, but I, I'm not a person that can separate you from what you did. I got seven sisters. So, yeah exactly. I, I'm liable well, to just smack the shit out of his ass. There like, you go.
1: <laughs> Thank that, you. This kind of shit, this is what I'm talking about. How come we can't have more of that? Holding everybody accountable for their shit. When you fuck up, we're mm-hmm. supposed to have we're supposed to be
3: a community and handle that right yeah. yeah and you touched on a good point Wells. i i was really frustrated with people that said i don't like him as a person but, but i still I like, like his music
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and it's see, like i was seeing that fly around and then i just don't understand i couldn't i <laughs> and it's like it was, i heard. I think i heard somebody say his sales went up after after yeah. the situation yeah worked. yeah they yeah. did so that's a, it's just disgusting. It just shows you how, because I often on myself a lot about being desensitized, because I'm very desensitized to certain stuff, and I'm uh-huh. trying to get better at that. But it just shows you how also we are all, well, not all of us, but some of us are desensitized to certain situations. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, it was sensitive to me just for the fact that the respect that I have for women, just us having seven sisters, I like, felt so personally. And then mm-hmm. just seeing the stuff that they were saying justifying it. Some people were justifying it. Yep. Then you had some people saying the girls wanted it mm-hmm. and the parents did the right thing. Some girls were saying that they would have went. Like, I was, I'm seeing all this stuff. It was just it was, confusing and it was just, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't get it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That kind of goes into how people can make fun of trauma. Yeah. those kind of no. traumatic experiences like bro I, I saw the memes from it all the jokes the of it all and it was like I kind of mm. I don't feel
3: comfortable with mm. laughing at that kind of shit that's not, mm-hmm. that's not cool and it can be very triggering for people that have gone through that sort of trauma mm-hmm. whether it's sexual assault whether it's people who, who have been shot and survived mm-hmm. that can be very triggering mm-hmm. and it puts them back into a negative face. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually did the research for the for, for trauma responses. Mm-hmm. And there are three. There's the reaction. There's the physical reaction and the emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, so people they feel hopeless about the future. They become detached and unconcerned about others. Mm-hmm. And they have trouble sleeping. They they have rapid heart pounding. They're uh, feeling edgy. They're just it's just they, they can't get a, a handle on their emotions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it can lead to depression or even PTSD.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So it's just like for the people that go through this, it's not like this is something that they can just get over and go on with their lives. This is something that sticks with them forever. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um,. Yeah, I, I, t- I totally agree. Now, I'm all about the, um, I look at some um, some dark comedy every once in a while. You mm-hmm. know, we all do. Right. You may find it funny, you may not. But, I mean, I, I know when something is serious and when it's not. Some people don't, people just think anything's funny, no matter what. Um, Like, jokes about, um, you know, like, just like, I guess, growing up, people used to say, like, when you used to play online, like, video uh, games and okay. stuff, they'd say, like, oh, I'm about to rape you. Yeah, I'm not a fan Even of no like, rape um, jokes. I, I, never, I never really... I'd be like, what? Bro, no, you know what no, I'm no. Because no, I I had, just uh, a joke.
1: I had a male friend that all the time he used to say mm-hmm. they he used to joke about that to me. A lot about, about raping rape? me. <laughs>
3: That is not okay. And I'm just no. like, all
1: right. This this isn't cool. I'm just going to stop talking to you cuz this is some weird shit. When does shit. it get
0: to the Well, first of all, you it should never come out of your mouth. Yeah, but when does it's it not get not to the point when you constantly keep saying it? Mhm. Like what? Made me uncomfortable every fucking time. But, but
1: all
3: the guys in the group would be laughing about it and it's like, bro. But hey. see, that's the thing. The fact that you felt comfortable enough to let that come out of your mouth. Mhm. Mhm. And the fact that you kept doing it, it's like, okay, this is not a joke. I feel like this is something you've actually considered and thought about, and Mm -hmm. now I'm feeling concerned for my Uh well-being.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do he know what rape means? Bro. I'm not, I'm not out here trying to defend him. I'm saying, like, what you know, you he, when I
1: whenever I legit called him on it, mm-hmm. he would just say, I'm just joking. I don't know why you're taking it so serious. I don't mean nothing like that. Why are you taking it so serious? And when it's you like, keep saying what?
0: something over and over, it no longer becomes a joke.
3: I feel like you have to put it into perspective for him. You have to be like, look at it this way. If we People were in hell for all, it, for all
1: we I that was years ago. But still, it happened. Well, he, you have to put
3: it in perspective for him, so that he In terms, he understands. Mm-hmm. If you were in prison mm-hmm. and a guy said this to you and then turned around and said, "I'm just joking," uh-huh. how would you feel? Would exactly. you feel like it's a joke, right? Would right?
1: You, would, right. You, would you Would you laugh right with him? Huh? You probably would you? wouldn't. Uh-huh. You You probably wouldn't. Like, that kind of mm. shit, that's not funny. No. And I get that Uh, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying from the shit that be out here because life is wild, bro. 2020 in itself yeah. was just a wild... Man. It's just a wild-ass ride. But, like, <laughs> I ain't trying to joke about no damn rape. I'm not... I, mm-hmm. It's certain no. stuff you don't cross the line over and people no. just don't get that.
3: And and I, I don't... Like, the jokes they made about Megan being shot... I that didn't find disgusting. that funny. That
1: was disgusting. Because
3: there are a lot of people that have lost loved ones to mm-hmm. gun violence mm-hmm. or have survived gun violence themselves and that's not, it's,
0: mm-hmm. it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, the, I saw a lot of people in comment sections when I was looking through videos on YouTube. They were talking about, oh, I would have did this, I would have did that, I would have dodged the bullet like Spider-Man, all types of nonsense. And you just like... First of all, it's not a joke unless you... I've never been in a firefight, but I know how... Or being shot at. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's traumatic. Mm-hmm. You can you can sit up here and say that you that you hard and all of this, or you want to. Mm-hmm. But until you get into that situation, you don't know how you're going to react. Mm-hmm. You just don't.
3: I, that, that woman has PTSD. Yeah. And it is a real thing. It is a real thing. And, you know, I this is my first time sharing it with other people. Elle knows the story because I told her after it happened. But I've experienced gun violence that wasn't even directed towards me. Mm -hmm. And a a stray bullet came through my bedroom wall. Mm -hmm. My bedroom wall. I I still have the mark. i plastered it up now, but I still have the mark in my wall from where the bullet came through. Mm -hmm. And it was right near my friend's head and went straight past my head. And Mm -hmm. I want to say for at least almost a month, I did not sleep in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. For the first time, since maybe I was about five years old, I slept in my parents' bedroom. Mm -hmm. And my dad, to to this day, was like, that was the most terrifying experience of his life.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
3: even, even then, when I called 911, the first thing the dispatcher asked me was, is anyone injured? And I said no. And you know how long it took police to come? About two days. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was after we called twice.
4: Time. Wow,
3: that Work was after we called twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like to this day, I still have reservations of of sleeping in my room. Sometimes when mm-hmm. I hear loud noises or loud bangs, it mm-hmm. still is kind of a a kind of a you kind of tense up essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. The jokes about it, the the memes. It's like for some people, yeah, you laugh, but for other people, it just it takes you back to that moment. It's triggering,
0: and
1: it people is. make jokes about the trigger, and it's like I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get these. I don't get it.
0: And it also um uh, leads into like a last topic, uh, when to identify mental and physical abuse. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
0: So how. Uh, how do you do that like how do you identify someone's that you know that's going through these traumatic um, events um, or that may be going through something that you don't know about um, I guess the first thing I gotta say is a change in character Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when you, you see someone that you know or, um, or that you may be close with and they're not acting the same way that they used to um, they're not coming out no more
3: there's more uh, um, flinching.
0: Yeah, body language is a big mm, Yeah, flinching is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you try to give them a hug, they just, like, flinch or, you know... You know, you'd be like, oh, what's wrong? You know, it's not... Mm-hmm. It may not be you sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. Yeah. And then. I have a question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I go. No, go <laughs> ahead. Well, speak. Go ahead, <laughs> man. So, with the uh, situations like that, when
1: you see your friend acting out of
2: character... Or anything, and you recognize it. So the, I guess my question would be uh, for some advice or some insight. How would how would you approach it without coming off? Because you don't want to trigger that person, mm-hmm. and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to set it off. That it's obvious that they're going through something because that could set something else off, or it could, you know, set off an in denial trait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how do you
3: guys usually approach the situation? Of Uh, confronting somebody about uh, mental or physical health? What I normally found that is really good is make it known first and foremost that you're a support system for them. Mm -hmm. So before you even talk about what may be going on, let them know like, hey, you know I'm here for you, right? Like, even if you just want somebody to talk to, even if you just need, you know, just one event, you know, I, I got you. I'm here for you. And also make sure when you do approach them about that conversation that is in a safe comfortable space so there aren't a lot of people around mm-hmm. you know they feel comfortable in that space and you feel comfortable and then you can just be like i noticed you kind of been off a little bit lately are you okay mm-hmm. is there anything you want to talk about because i'm here for you if you do
1: Right. Giving them, uh, from that last episode that we had, uh, the love languages, right? Giving that person words of affirmation. Reminding them, hey, you know I'm your boy, right? You know I care about you. You know I'm this and this and that with you. You know Mm -hmm. we're cool. Mm -hmm. If anything pops up, you let me know because I got your back. Reminding Mm -hmm. them that you're there for them. And a lot of the time, people say that shit, but then when it actually does come out and the person needs you, they're like, whoa, this is too much. And it's like, you kind of figure out what what you can take Mm -hmm. know how much you can chew right Mm -hmm. if it is too much for you say i'm so sorry that you're going through this let's uh figure out a plan where you can go and get the right help that you need so it's not just all on you taking it in Mm -hmm. because that can be a thing too where you're trying to be that support system for Mm -hmm. this person that's going through this traumatic shit and it becomes something traumatic for you too. Like mm-hmm. you're not a therapist. Last time I checked, I don't know. Maybe you are, but if you got that degree, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let us know. If you don't, then let's find somebody that does mm-hmm. so we can help you out.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Most definitely. Not <clears throat> yeah. in the black community, it need to be
2: addressed more with both men and women. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, so from Around, whereas,
1: you break. You breaking up, baby? What you say? Can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? There
3: we yeah, go. here we go. All right. Yeah. So, in the uh, I think in the black community that we need to
2: address it for men and women. And I know the people that I'm around or my friends, and when we talk, it's similarities, and it's hard to bring up to your parents that you're depressed or sad, Mm -hmm. or you're not strong enough to handle the situation or the task that's on your plate that was handed to you, because um, from a lot of uh, my friends' perspective, we was born into an agenda, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. we was born with food on our plate, I was raised up to handle something that our parents couldn't handle on their own, so when it became I'm depressed or I'm sad or I don't want to go to school, it was just an excuse. And then mm-hmm. it became in denial to where you wouldn't know how to handle the situation. So a lot of times when I'm uh, when I'm asking a lot of these young kids, because I'm around a lot of my little brothers or my cousins or something, well, you know, what's going on, it's clear to me that they in denial about what they going through. They You know, they dating a girl, they break up with her, and they, oh, man, she was nothing to me. You know, she's just another one of these, but clearly you can see that they hurt. They mm-hmm. hurt, and they, mm-hmm. they, they, like, you go back to the drug situation. Then they go to drugs, and then they don't want to address that they're using the drug to cope for something. That, you know, they just, they just now all of a sudden they a smoker, and they don't want to create the direct correlation to the fact that they hurt. So, uh, in denial, and I just be wanted to know how to address it, because a lot of times I think I address it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I kind of just be blunt with my little cousins or little mm-hmm. brothers and just trying to tell them, like, yeah, you're going through something. And they, like you said, they look at me like, you're not a therapist. You know, where's your degree at? Mm-hmm. Who are you to tell me that I'm not okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I told her I was okay. I told her she was nothing to me. Or I told her I didn't care because this situation happened. I'm over it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Ah, what, else, what else could he do? He could uh, probably look at artwork, movies that talk about uh, that kind of subject? I guess
0: I would say well, if you if you went through the same situation entity, like mm-hmm. just just letting them know that, yeah, man, I went through the same thing. You give them a story mm-hmm. about Try, what yeah. happened with you Try and then they like, so well, dang, you, you actually went through this. I, mm-hmm. I listen to you now, you know? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, with we all he went through the same. Yeah. I mean, I went through the same thing. I mean, we all did. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just about um giving that entity with people,
1: letting them know that uh you have that safe space for them mm-hmm. and them believing it cuz it you can't do anything if they don't come forward, right? Yeah. You yeah. can't help somebody that that don't want your help. Mhm so just let, giving that uh olive branch letting them know like hey I'm here mm-hmm. whether it be uh uh some quality time that you guys do like what I said before like maybe watching a movie maybe playing some video games mm-hmm. something that deals with that kind of subject some type of opening for you to get in and be like hey you ever went through this and bring up your own story like what uh, J-Dub said bring mm-hmm. up your own uh events that you went through that helped mm-hmm. you get, that helped you get through it
0: yeah But we're going to be uh, talking about that more in detail in season two of the Weird Negro podcast.
1: (laughs)
4: Stay
0: tuned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So that was the um, fourth episode of the Weird Negro podcast Tori flipping out of lane. I hope everybody learned a little bit of something, had a change of perspective
2: it's um, over already y'all even put me into y'all conspiracy
1: theories <laughs> <laughs> you want to throw in a
0: conspiracy theory since you had uh, some uh, what, y'all, what y'all be thinking on uh,
2: what what's y'all be coming up with let I me mean, hear well I don't have
0: no conspiracies for this but I have a few more conspiracies for other subjects the only so. conspiracy uh,
1: <laughs> conspiracy theory that you brought up J-Dub was about Kylie Jenner
0: And the reason behind Uh behind. Tory Lane shooting. Oh well I guess just for a quick one, people was talking about the bullet. Well yeah, I talked about that a little Mm -hmm. bit. How the bullet it wasn't um the bullet ricocheted or how the bullet the bully was actually glass. You know. Yeah, how the glass oh, yeah. magically
1: made her, made it way to her uh-huh. ankle instead of her yeah. foot. Yeah, <laughs> so there's
0: all sorts of type of conspiracies all was talking about. It was about. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nothing it, like interdimensional aliens coming to change space-time. Uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this was your boy Wealth coming in. I want to thank him for coming in today. Yes. Uh, you got
2: uh, any... I appreciate so I learned
0: a lot. Yeah. Uh, I learned a lot. And then I hope y'all
2: going to have me again. Yeah. A my first podcast, first one
0: experience
2: with my podcast. you made it great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: no you. problem. No problem. All right. So this is your boy J Dub signing off.
3: Hey, it's Cam Lotus. Bye, it's Elso Flower Lee.
0: All right, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Weird Negro Podcast. See you later.